real as it gets. Hey, this is Marcia Prince, IFBB Bikini Pro and Guest Berry Nutrition Spokesmodel, and you are listening to the UCW Radio Show, In Your Face. The number you have reached, 911, has been changed to a non-published number. You're listening to UCW Radio. In your face. Give it to me, baby. Welcome to another segment of the UCW Radio Show. And this is your host, Lou Velasquez. And I want to thank all of our listeners for your continued support just by listening to the show. Uh, we do appreciate it. In just a little while, we're going to have the Obama girl herself model and actress Amber Lee Edinger on the show. Before uh, we bring her on, I just need to talk about a couple of things. First, the Ultimate Body TV show. I've been speaking about it for several weeks. It's the first of its kind reality show. It's a bodybuilding reality show coming from the mind of David Lyons. He is a producer of the popular biker show Hog Heaven, as well as the uh, producer of the animated feature Creepers. And basically, um, you have 13 men, 13 women, they're competing for the title of The Ultimate Body. And actually, to uh, tell a little more about it, I'm going to run the promo so that our listeners can get a better idea. Uh, the website is TheUltimateBodyTVShow.com. That is TheUltimateBodyTVShow.com. And here's the promo. In the challenge of their lives, 26 ordinary people train the old-fashioned way through blood sweat and tears as they compete for the title of the ultimate body in this compelling dog-eat-dog reality drama the contestants are paired together as training partners by host champion bodybuilder mr usa bob ciccarello four personal trainers help each pair survive the grueling and extreme training routines combined with rigid contest dieting and if that's not enough they must also face extreme challenges by the trainer from hell. While living together for 10 weeks in a city where dreams come true, unexpected temptations and shocking alliances toughen up the competition for the contestants who must eliminate a pair of training partners each week. When the dust settles, the training partners split and everyone stands alone. Six men battle on stage for the ultimate male body. Six women face off for the ultimate female body. As three celebrity judges, Hall of Fame bodybuilder Rich Gasperi, Bikini Pro Marcia Prince and Natural Mr. Universe Doug Burns decide who ultimately will win their title and walk away with a feature in a major magazine, a fitness endorsement deal, and $50,000 in cash from sponsors, Gasberry Nutrition, and Anytime Fitness. Who has what it takes to become the ultimate body? And as we've mentioned a number of times, we are going to be hosting the Ultimate Body Radio Show, so we're pretty excited about that. Uh, another big thing going on is celebrity boxing. Stephen Baldwin, Christopher Gambino, they came together uh, to have celebrity boxing. It is to support the U.S. troops. Now, Stephen Baldwin, he created the Now More Than Ever Fund. He does. He's out there a lot, doing a lot of great things out there. Uh, he's been on the news lately on, on a lot of talk shows. He's been on the circuit. And uh, he went to uh, see our troops. Something sparked something in him, and he wanted to help. So the Now More Than Ever Fund, well, there you go. And on Wednesday, February 3rd, 2010, at the over 18,000 or even 19,000 seat Bank Atlantic Center 
and Sunrise, Florida. That's between the Super Bowl and the Pro Bowl, all happening in Florida, so it's good timing. You're going to have Christopher Gambino going up against Stephen Baldwin. Now, that's not the only match, of course. Roy Jones Jr., the boxing legend, uh, also signed up. And you have a whole host of other celebrities that are just lined up, but they're not being announced yet, and I can't make mention of it. But trust me, you will not be disappointed. Uh, you can go to their website at MyCelebrityBoxing.com. That's MyCelebrityBoxing.com to uh, find out more and keep track of it. And uh, we are doing the uh, the radio show for the Celebrity Boxing event. So again, something else that we're pretty excited about. Uh, now, uh, before we bring Amber on the line, I want to let our listeners know we want to hear from you. You can give us a call and uh, chime in and let us know what you think or have you have any questions or comments uh, for our guests, feel free to do so. The number is 323-952-4369. That's 323-952-4369. And, uh, you know, this month is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. And I just want our listeners just to hear this promo. This is a multi-view special report brought to you by National Breast Cancer Awareness Month. This October, National Breast Cancer Awareness Month celebrates 25 years of promoting awareness, education, and empowerment. Breast cancer used to be a disease women didn't talk about and feared. From its first advocates, including former First Lady and breast cancer survivor Betty Ford, National Breast Cancer Awareness Month has helped bring women together to speak openly about breast cancer and confront the disease head-on. Currently, there are approximately 2.5 million breast cancer survivors in the United States. Diane Blum, Executive Director of Cancer Care and a founder of National Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Thanks to early detection and improvements in treatment, more women are surviving breast cancer, remaining disease-free, and living longer, healthier lives. We're proud of the great strides we've made in breast cancer awareness and treatment, but we recognize we still have a distance to go. For more information, including Mammography Center and cancer hospital locators, visit nbcam.org. I'm Rosa DiCaprio. Okay, and uh, again, Breast Cancer Awareness Month, um, definitely everyone doing their part. And if you're on Twitter, you can shoot me out some questions, comments, uh, just just do so. My Twitter name is Luis Velasquez, that's L-O-U-I-S-V-E-L-A-Z-Q-U-E-Z. Follow me and tweet away. Now, without further ado, let's patch in the Obama girl herself, Amber Lee Ettinger. <laughs> Amber, it's great to have you on the UCW radio show. I want to thank you for being with us this afternoon and taking time out of your busy schedule. Oh, thank you. Thanks for having me. I'm honored. Uh, see, you're not honored. I'm honored. So we're, <laughs> we're both honored. But you know what? We're both honored. Uh, yeah, we both are. But, you know, I, I always say this at the beginning of the uh, show. I, I do appreciate the time that our guests uh, put aside for us because, you know, look, you're busy, you're running around, you're doing stuff, and then we're doing the show, and we're, we're you know, annoying you at this point, but that's okay. We're, we're here to tell you a story. <laughs> that's what it comes down to. Uh, I, I just want to have our listeners get a better idea, or more so be more aware of who you are, because you're, you're a model, but that's not your claim to fame. Uh, a lot of people know you as the, the Obama girl. I, I have my fingers up doing the quotation stuff. Um, but but before we go into that, because that I'm not, I'm interested in that, but I'm not. That's not my priority today. Okay. My, you know, my main focus is to find out about you, and I like to start out at the beginning of your story, the story of your journey. 
So let, let's get to the beginning of it when you got into modeling. So why don't you tell us how you got involved in that? Well, I would have to say I started modeling when I was three. Um, I was in a few, you know, how they, your mom puts you in some beauty pageants and mm -hmm. stuff. That's how I got started into it. But I never really took it too seriously. I went to school. I did all, everything I had to do. I did little jobs here and there. But when I was about 13, I knew that I wanted to move to New York City and go to college here and pursue something in the modeling world, the acting world, and the fashion world. I just knew it. I was growing up in a small town, Hazleton, Pennsylvania. I don't know if you know where that is. Oh, I know where that is. Everybody yeah. knows where that is. And I moved around a lot. My dad was right. um, in the Army, so I moved around okay. quite a few places. But I knew exactly what I wanted to do at a young age. All so right. once I got to New York, the Big Apple, after I graduated high school, that's when I really started pushing the whole modeling and acting thing. And I would say then is when it became a job for me. Okay. A fun job, though. Well, you you enjoy what you're doing, but oh, you, I love it. Well, I, love I, it. I hope so because you know yeah. if you enjoy what you do, it's less of a job and more of uh, well, you're enjoying your life. Exactly, and it you know I focused on school first. I wanted to get my degree out of the way and have that on the back burner. I went to school for fashion design, and I actually um, specialized in lingerie. So, um, you know, I hope to have a lingerie and a clothing line and all that good stuff in the future, but I wanted to get that and go to school and get that all out of the way. And then I kind of started really pushing the modeling and acting stuff. But before you started doing all that, let, I want to crank back a little further. Because you, okay. you were doing your beauty pageants and stuff like that. You were doing the, the uh, dance recitals. You were doing theater. And uh, as old kids do, they have their music lessons. You are probably doing piano or something like that. Saxophone. Saxophone. Oh, yeah. check you out, getting all yeah. jazzy on us today. Oh, and I wish I never stopped doing it either. Yeah, I mean, you know what, sometimes when you're younger, you, you learn an instrument, and uh, then you kind of like fall out of it because, you know, life gets in the way, and then you regret it when you get older. Mm -hmm. Well, you know what happened? I actually moved to a different school in town, obviously, and the teacher, the music teacher in the school sucked. Pardon my language. They sucked, and I, like, lost interest because of that teacher. I'm going to blame that teacher for it. <laughs> yeah, well, let's blame that teacher. You know, Gotta blame somebody. Yeah, you have to blame, yeah. But you know what? Uh, this is why VH1 has saved the music, to, to keep kids interested in music in schools and everything, and hopefully oh, yeah. hopefully get some uh, some better music teachers uh, out there. Well, actually, you do have some good ones out there, and they're doing some good stuff. But now I'm going off course. Let's get back on the tracks here. All right. So you did, uh, you, you were doing your uh, your music stuff. Now, you, you were a gymnast. Is yeah. That, is that a fact? That's a fact. So you were doing your backflips, you were doing your floor exercises, you are doing your parallel bars, the uneven bars, you were doing all that stuff. Yeah. I know a little bit about gymnastics. That's why I'm saying all this stuff. Um, yeah. And then you did that. How long did you do that for? Just for a few years. The thing with that is when you, if you know, like you said, you know about it, Gymnastics is a good thing to start when you're really young, mm -hmm. and I started it late in junior high, and I think it's better to just start when you're younger, because, like, you have no fear when you're younger, and as you get a little older, you kind of, well, you're growing, and it's it's not as easy to do as, it, as when you you start out doing it as, as, like, a young girl, so. Especially. I was there for a couple of years while I was in cheerleading. Especially as you're growing, because you know you're a gymnast and you're you're four foot nothing, and then all of a sudden, do 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 do, and you start growing. All of a sudden, you don't you can't do the stuff that you used to do. You can't flip around like you used to. 
No, no, then you get hurt, and then you, have, then you have all types of problems. All types of problems. Yeah. All right, so you did all that. You did your cheerleading and everything. You, you were one of the, uh, I, I guess you, you were like the, the chicks in Glee, right? Glee? That, that TV show, Glee, that's on, that's on. That's a popular oh, show. I never saw that show. Oh, my God. How oh, dare where you? Been? Where have you been? What do you live on the rock now? <laughs> no, it's like the next big thing. It came out this season. Um, and with me, I'm forced to watch everything because I have to be on top of certain things. So yeah. I suck it up and I watch it sometimes. There's so many good shows out right now. It's just so hard to watch everything. Oh yeah, that, that's a fact. That's a fact. Now that's you, fact. yeah. So you, <laughs> so you, you went, you went into your model. Now we're gonna go back into your modeling. So you did your, your first uh, your gig when you were uh, what, uh, about 13 or 15, right? Yeah, I would say about that age. Yep. Okay, but you you were doing some modeling. This is before the show. Um, we were we briefly spoke about it, but I told you I was going to touch on this, that you were doing some stuff with your mommy. Yep. Right, because she wrote a book. Yeah, she wrote like fourteen books. Wow, check. Why yeah. is she not on this show? What's going on here? I know she should be on the show next. Uh, I know. Uh, my mom. My mom is like the biggest inspiration to me ever like all my life she has just been such a great inspiring woman and i'm like so proud of her she she's uh owned and operated uh vintage clothing and jewelry store for over 30 years she oh, wow. moved it around every time my dad had to move somewhere for his job we moved around she had a bunch of stores all over and she still has a store now um in pennsylvania but she's written about 30 i don't know i think it's 14 now 14 or 15 books oh, wow. about all the all those great things that she collects jewelry and 1960s Gucci clothing and men's neckties and oh, nice. compacts and smoking accessories, like all that good kind of stuff. That is that is so cool. That is so yeah. cool. And you know, I like the fact that you put your mother up on that pedestal because you know that's where she should be. Exactly. So to your mama, kudos to her. Kudos to my mom. And actually, me and her have a jewelry line together now. Did I tell you that? Uh, no, you didn't. But you're gonna tell me now. Tell me about it. Yeah. Well, it's funny when we lived in Kentucky. She started a jewelry line, and she called it Inspired by Amber. Mm -hmm. And she would make earrings and necklaces, and she sold them to different, like, boutiques in that area. We mm -hmm. lived in, like, uh, Hop I think it was Hopkinsville. I was only, like, three years old back then. And I used to actually sit at the table with her and, like, help her pick out beads and stuff. Mm -hmm. And it was so much fun. And, of course, then she stopped doing that because then she got more into her store and writing more books, so she kind of, like, put that on the back burner. And then just about a year and a half ago, I mean, we have always wanted to do something together. Right. So about a year and a half ago, we were like, why don't we start up the jewelry line again? So we started it. We still call it Inspired by Amber. Mm -hmm. And uh, we're working on getting that out right now, which is so exciting to be able to work with her, you know, on something oh, yeah. that she started over 20 years ago, you yeah. know? Well, what she started for you, uh, mm -hmm. I mean, it was inspired by you. And she, yep. she, she did all that stuff. Yeah, I think that's fantastic that, you, that you're able to work with her. And, uh, you know, you, could you build that bond a little stronger than it was before? Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Until, until she starts yelling at you and then you have to <laughs> get to a little argument and stuff. Yeah, or we're creative differences, right? Yeah, we haven't well, really had any. We're pretty much on the same page. Um, but, you know, we're, we're still working on getting a website out. That has been, like, the hardest thing for us right now, getting a website made. And that should be, like, the easiest thing. Because don't, like, a million people know how to make websites. 
Yeah, but can't you, such a headache. Uh, yeah, you know what the problem is, and, and I and I, you know, I speak to a lot of people. Even though you know you think it's easy to get a website out, you do you develop it. You, you have to you have to think about e-commerce and the different formats you can be in, and so on and so forth. And then then on top of that, you have to trust the web developer that you have uh, coming on, because some of these guys, you know, they they work from home, they do their stuff, they're here today, gone tomorrow. Mhm. Yeah. Oh, I, yeah, I, I, I could, I could have figured that one out. <laughs> as soon as you yep. said website problem, <laughs> yeah, but you have and to that's get. Like the key, you know, you need to have a website, especially because right now we, we aren't, uh, we only have it being sold in her store in Pennsylvania, mm -hmm. and you know, we can't really start really talking about it if no one really has a place to go and look at it. You know, yeah. so it's like a big deal to kind of get that done. Yeah, you got, you got to do something. Tell your mom mm -hmm. to get on the ball with this. Man. Oh, I know, but it, I took the lead control if it's my fault. All right, well, Amber, get get with the program. You hold, you're holding your mother back. <laughs> I know. I am. I'm holding us both back. Uh, but your, your mom, uh, she uh, wrote, one of the books she wrote was Psychedelic Chick. And, yeah, Psychedelic and, Chic, actually. Oh, Chic. Oh. Chic, yeah. You see? You see that? This is what happens, and I, I told you earlier that I was drinking tea. And, yeah. And what's happening here is that I'm getting... Dehydrated, so I think my brain is like uh, kind of Getting wandering. Dehydrated. Yeah, but what, uh -huh. yeah, well, that's what happens. That's my excuse, and I'm sticking to it. <laughs> but you, uh, you modeled uh, for your mom with the psychedelic chic. Yeah. And you did some stuff, and now did, was was stuff like that and catalogs and whatnot. Um. Well, we did psychedelic chic uh, years ago. We worked on that together, and then uh, just a. Two or three years ago, we did another a follow-up, like a part two to that. It was called Jet Set Fashion. Mm -hmm. And uh, I modeled for that as well. I got a New York photographer to shoot it. We shot it in Pennsylvania. Mm -hmm. But we did all that um, in Pennsylvania, and it was just for that book. Oh, okay. That, that, that's, yeah. that's, that's pretty cool, though. You know, yeah, it was a lot of fun to work on. That, that's very cool. Now, you uh, you were doing that now, but you went, you went to FIT, right? Okay, but you, you had to go through, I mean, it's not easy to get accepted there, is it? No, it's not. Yeah. My best friend and I both applied, and she didn't get it. I was so sad. But oh. when I found out, I remember getting a call from my guidance counselor. I was in art class, mm -hmm. and I got a call from my guidance counselor to come down to the office, and he told me, and it was like the greatest day ever. Because I knew, like I told you, I knew when I was 13 I wanted to come here right. to New York to go to school. Well. So when I got accepted, that was Kind of a big deal. <laughs> oh yeah, that, that's a that's a big thing. That's why you yeah. know I brought it up. That it's not easy to get into that school. Um, you know, but I'm sure that when you got the when, when your guidance counselor told you that you were happy, then you left, and your friend was right there in the hallway, and you had to kind of like put a different face on. I know you did. I know. Yeah, to you know what? But you grow up, things happen, and I'm sure she's happy in her life. I'm sure she's not crying about it. I didn't get the FIT. I would have been a different person. Oh, well, it's funny because she wanted to go for interior design. Mm -hmm. and uh, But now she's actually going to Penn State for, um, what's it called, physical therapy. So it's something just completely different, you know? Yeah, well, now she can help she people. Than what planned on doing, which happens to a lot of people. Yeah, but now, now she can help people. Exactly, and she's been my biggest helper. She's like my therapist sometimes. She's yeah. like my best friend for forever. Come over here, stretch out. <laughs> she, she, she goes and she takes care of you. All right, so now you're, you're in New York. You went to FIT. You graduated. Um, and then you started pursuing your acting and modeling a little more uh, feverishly. Yes. And, and, and the great thing was I came here to really focus on school first, like I said. 
And then I started to get approached in the streets, which is great, because people were like, you know, can I use you for this? Can I use you for that? And then that segued me into finding small agencies, and I would start doing extra work on commercials, and that's where I got really the bug for acting, like just being on set. And then that made me go out and get my headshots and go out and get my cop cards and then submit them to all the agents, and that's how I've had my agents for the past. I've been in New York for like almost 10 years now, so. Well, okay, can I ask you something? Because, you know, you just said when you were walking on the street, people will come to you and say, oh, well, you should be a model, this and that. You know, look, sometimes I go to the mall, and I see these, you know, these these kids walking around, and then th th this, I don't know, you have these people going to people saying, hey, you want to be a star? Hey, you want to be a star? You know, what's your experience with that? And, and I, I want our listeners to hear that because you've been through it. And, and I know I've heard horror stories uh, where people were approached and it turned out to be a nightmare for them. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You cannot trust anybody. The biggest thing is if anyone approaches you or comes up to you in the mall, on the street, wherever, it's never legit if they ask you for money up front. Mm -hmm. Like if they ask you to come in for a meeting and they sit you down and they're like, okay, great, you have all this potential, I can get you all this great work, and give me X amount of dollars and you have to shoot with this photographer only or give me this amount of money and then you're going to start making money. Never. That's always a scam. You should never have to pay for anything up front, ever. Um, That's the biggest rule. Yeah, I'm glad you said that because, again, I, I hear horror stories, even with photographers. Yeah. You know, maybe you can... There's a lot of crazy ones out there. you got to watch. Never go anywhere by yourself, obviously. Mm -hmm. Um... And the great thing is now Google, you could just search someone's name and you could pretty much find out anything you need to know about them. Yeah, yeah without a doubt. You know, okay, but do me a favor, if you can do this for me, because uh, you know, let our listeners know what to, be, what to look out for, what to beware, and, and as far as a photographer is concerned, because we had a, a professional photographer on the show, and he's, uh, he's, he actually uh, photographed you know, some, you know, high-end models and, you know, that, that you see in Elle magazine and all that stuff now. And he, we went through a whole segment talking about that. And, but I like getting the uh, the perspective of the model as well. So maybe you can let our listeners know what, you know, when you're looking at a photographer, what is it that you're looking for and how can you protect yourself? Well, I mean, the first thing would be recommendations, like hearing about that certain photographer through someone else. If you have an agent, having the agent recommend shooting with certain photographers. If you do happen to run across somebody on the street that gives you their card and says they're, they're a photographer, I would say definitely like look into them, search their names, see what kind of work they do. But if you do want to give them the opportunity to shoot with you, I would never, 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 never go by yourself. You know, because you just can't, you can't trust them. You just don't know what you're getting yourself into sometimes. So always bring somebody with you, either, you know, a, your mom or your boyfriend or some sort of chaperone of some sort. Um, I mean, there's all sorts of warning signs. Like, you could kind of tell by the, you know, I don't know how easy people, like, when I meet people and I know they're not legit, like, I just know. I'm mm -hmm. really not gullible at all, luckily, but some people are. So, it's, you just have to be careful and cautious. And like I said, there's Google now, so you could look these people up and you'll find a lot of stuff about them. Well, just that way. Well, I think you you touched. 
I think you touched on something as far as uh, being gullible. Because some 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 models that want to be models, and they're not really model models, but they want to be models. What happens? They uh, you know they hook up with a photographer, and they're not they're not going. They're, they're so I guess they they want it so badly that they'll go and do things that they shouldn't be doing. Yeah, I know. And the thing is, luckily, knock on wood, I was never like that. It's hard for me to even speak for them. Mm-hmm. I, it happens all the time, though. Yeah. It really does. Or not even hook up with the photographer, but the photographer, you know, wants them to come and just take their top off and says, well, you have to you have to pose nude because all the big top models pose nude. Like, this is what you have to do. Get used to it. Like, are you serious? Like, no, you don't have to do that at all. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't know. They do it. I I guess, you know, there's a market for, you know, nudie pictures. And you have some photographers out there that that, kind of reel some girls in to do just that. Mm -hmm. You know, and and those aren't nice people. Um, And, well, that's a little messed up, though. (laughs) You know, but people, they they, they do do that and they do take advantage of. you know, people that are, are green in the business, and if you're you're green in the modeling business, you don't know what to look for, and you don't have someone to get advice from. You're kind of open to having issues. So yeah, as, as you said, they should look on Google and do that, and make that make all that happen. Now moving forward, Amber, uh, acting. Let's talk about acting. What, what are you doing acting wise? What have you done? Well, Acting-wise, right now, um, I am still doing a lot of stuff with uh, Barely Political and Barely Digital, all the companies that, you know, the company that works, that worked on the Obama Girl stuff. Mm-hmm. So we're not necessarily doing uh, Obama Girl videos anymore, as much anymore, but we have a ton of skits we're, we're doing, and, and that's kind of constant acting jobs that I'm doing uh, every week. I'm taking uh, acting class now. Okay studying um, at Michael Howard Studios, which is awesome. And I'm um, just, you know, auditioning for different things. I have two commercials, uh, national commercials out right now, and I'm just trying to get some really good auditions. Okay. But it's hard, yeah. very hard. Well, the, the business isn't easy. That's why, you know, getting an angle and getting your name out there is, is definitely a big plus. And, and right. you know, as far as filming an Obama video, I think you may be filming the Obama breakup video. <laughs> if it thinks you're going this way. <laughs> You know, you, you, your crush is over. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. All right, so you're going to acting school. You're, you're honing your craft. Um, what, what, what kind of, uh, I guess, what kind of roles are you looking to pursue? Well, I mean, I, the one, the one thing I seem to not have been able to touch on yet is film. Um, I just want the opportunity to do films. Uh, I love actresses like Scarlett Johansson. Mm-hmm. I love the types of roles she gets. I love action films, you know, and I just I just want to I just want to work on those cuz I've done the commercials, I've done a lot of posting. I've done the webisodes. Mm-hmm. So, film is film's my dream. Well, uh, I mean, are you looking at uh, indie indie uh, indie films? Are you looking at big budget films? What what is it that you're looking to do or are you just open for a lot of things? Yeah, I'm definitely just open. Obviously, um I've got gotten sent a ton of scripts, but mm-hmm. they're not really what I'm looking for. You know, a lot of people see me as, okay, she is this bikini model, she's this lingerie model, oh, now she's Obama girl, so they see me as this one, one-way one thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want a script where I'm playing, 
you know, the slutty girlfriend. Like, that's uh-huh. not really what I'm looking for. Good. So I had to pass on so much stuff because I'm waiting for the good stuff. And I think that's smart. Like, I didn't want to just take everything that came my way. I don't think that was a smart thing to do. And I'm not, I'm looking for a challenge. I'm not looking just to be in someone's film and mm-hmm. it not do anything for me. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I know exactly what you mean. And I'll just expand on that. Yeah, because we, uh, a uh, friend of the show, uh, Lana Taylor, she's a Playboy cover model. And, you know, she she's on Cinemax. She's doing that lingerie TV show. She has a couple other TV shows going on. And, you know, her as well, she's looking to expand on her acting career. And she's not allowing herself to be pigeonholed in in that type of genre. And that that's basically what the scripts you're getting is, like, pigeon, putting you in a, in a little in a little box saying, okay... You're Amber, you're the Obama girl, and you are going to be, as you said, the slutty girlfriend or the, the, the chick by the poolside taking a top off or walking around in a bikini or doing something like that. That's what they're kind of putting you in, right? Right. Okay, yeah. and, you, and you don't want that because you're smarter than that. Yeah. I like that. I like to think so. Thank you. Yeah, I like that because now you're, you're thinking about your future because, you know, at the end of the day, and I, and I say this to everyone, and, and, and I don't care if, if listeners get tired of me saying it, but this is a business, period, the end. If you yep. run it as a business, then you're going to look at all your options as, okay, what, how is this going to make you look, and what does it do to the value of your brand? And your brand is you. Absolutely. So that, that's, what you're, that's what you're looking at, which is a good thing. So you haven't gotten any good scripts uh, rolling your way yet, huh? No. Um. Nope, and I, you know, a lot of it has to do with maybe, like, I also don't have the right agents. I mean, I don't know. I don't, I work with small agencies here, mm-hmm. and I am constantly working, and I'm happy. But, uh, you know, it, it, it might have to just do with a lot of things. I'm just going to be patient, though, because I'm, like, really proud mm-hmm. of what I've accomplished in the past 10 years. Mm-hmm. And I'm still young, and I know that I have many more years to go, so I'm not trying to rush it. I think when the time is right, something good will happen. And it only takes one person to believe in me to see me the way I want to be right. portrayed. You know what I mean? I know exactly what you mean. You know, so. the other thing is, for you, you're lucky. And, and I say this uh, because you you have your mom. She's your number one fan. She's your biggest inspiration. With the stuff that she's done, it kind of puts you in gear for you to find success in what you love to do. You know. Right. It would have been yeah. easy for you just to go to FIT, go and learn, I don't know, how to sew or whatever you need to do, become a designer, and then all of a sudden that's what you're pursuing, which is still, it's, 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 it's as hard as pursuing modeling or acting. Oh, tell me about it. <laughs> if, Even the, teach, the teachers at FIT, like right, you know, gearing up for graduation, like they let you know, oh, when you get out of school, you're going to be... Working as someone's assistant, getting their coffee, and finding zippers that match a certain fabric. Like, unless you you know somebody, like, it is so hard. And, like, they didn't even make you feel like, wow, when I get out of school, I'm going to maybe get a great job somewhere designing. No, it's not. (laughs) It's like, you know, yeah, pass me a razor blade with that speech, please. (laughs) Yeah, exactly, exactly. I was like, I would have to say I was a little bummed out when I I graduated because I was like, I don't want to find coffee and find zippers and stuff like I don't want to do that I just don't yeah, well, some people they go through the uh, 
apprenticeship stage and they build up from there. But, you know, in life, and you, you, you know this, you have your, your leaders and your followers, you have your sheep and your shepherds, and, you know, you have your shepherds that will go build up and, and spend the time because that's their dream to become a fashion designer. So they'll go through the motions and do that for 10 years of their lives to go and get where they need to be. But for you... You know, you found another road where you can still do what 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 you want to do in FIT, but get there doing something that you love to do, which is acting and modeling. Yes, and also I'm so like because my mom like the I'm just I like to be an entrepreneur too. Uh -huh. I I want my own business. I want to start it up myself from start to finish. So I have that ingrained in me, like that's you know. Well, that comes from your mom because of what she's yeah, done. Yeah, it does. She never had a boss her whole life. <laughs> Yeah. She's her own boss. Yeah, but so no, that, she does have a boss, and that's probably you. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 definitely not. <laughs> your mom will go and body slam you. Watch out. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but look, your mom does. I mean, uh, yeah, I'm talking about your mom a lot, but I, I think it's uh, it's it's good when you're in an environment where you see someone doing something, and it inspires yeah. you to go and say, okay, I'm gonna go find my own path to be what I want to be in my life and when you see someone do that become independent and go and and find that and grab that brass that brass ring on their own and and really go through the struggles because I'm sure it wasn't easy for her to, to, to do all that stuff either no yeah, and you go through the struggles you find your point and you get to where you need to get and she's done that and she that trickled down to you because you were able to see it right that. See, I put that all into two sentences. How do you like that? There you go. Yeah. <laughs> but now we're gonna we're gonna go forward where everyone wants to hear uh, about this, and I'm sure you you've spoken about it a million and one times, and I know it's getting old, but you're on the show, and you weren't on the show back then, but now you're on the show today. But yeah, you know, when when President Obama, now President Obama, was running for office. Uh, you had an opportunity to uh, to do something, so I like you to tell us how this came about, and because I know when 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 the video came out, people were convinced that you were in love with the man. They were convinced. They were like, "Oh my God, she loves him." I love him. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, to, to tell us that story, Amber, because that that it actually gave you. Uh, some fame. It got you on uh, national TV, probably international TV, uh, yeah. and you went. You you. It, it was just an opportunity that came around. So t tell yeah, us how this, it happened. It was, this definitely wasn't my plan to sing and dance about the president of the United States. Definitely wasn't in the cards. I didn't think anyway. So it was a big shock to me, just like it shocked the rest of the world that saw it. But uh, I got asked to do it by a guy named Ben Rowett. He came up with this funny idea, and he shot me an email one day because he had seen my website. He, you know, was looking for models or actors or whatever. He had seen some previous stuff I had done. I was actually Miss Howard Stern one month. Oh, were you now? And I think he had seen that. That brought him to my website, Amberly Online. Yeah, Miss Howard Stern, let me just tell you really quick. Okay. I did a commercial because he had his new station, like Howard TV. Mm-hmm. And I got hired to do a uh, commercial. And then when I was there, the producers asked me, you know, would you like to be Miss Howard Stern? I'm like, well, what does that require? But it was fun. Um, I was Miss Howard Stern of, like, June 2007. Okay. And uh, pretty much just had to go into the studio and shoot some clips talking about what Howard was going to have. 
who's going to have on a show for that month and this and that. It wasn't any so, of the craziness of getting, you know, taking your shirt off and all that other stuff. Wait, say that again? Yeah, I said it wasn't any craziness like, you know, having to flash the cameras or anything like that. Oh, well, it was so funny. I had to go in and shoot these these, these little, I forget what the, how do you call them, like throws. What do they call them? What's that term? What, promos? Like, like a promo. Like, mm-hmm. there's another word I'm thinking. I can't think of it now. So they're like, bring, you know, Miss Howard Stern girls wear lingerie. I had no problem wearing lingerie. Mm-hmm. You know, I model lingerie all the time for mm-hmm. years. Like, it was not a big deal. So they're like, you know, bring different, a couple different sets of lingerie. And as I'm getting changed, I just walked into the building. As I'm getting changed, they like pull me in onto the Howard Stern show. And then that's when I got to meet Howard. So I was practically in in my lingerie. Well, I actually walked in in my street clothes and then he's like, well, what are you wearing? You know, what are you going to wear? So then I put the lingerie on and it was fine. He was cool. Yeah, well, you know what? People uh, hear him, how he is uh, on the radio and everything and uh, they have a great misconception that that's how he is in real life. It's not, it's the furthest thing from the truth. Yeah. You know? Really cool. But that's what happens. People judge you based on what you do as opposed to finding out who you are. Had that issue where we had Michael Lohan, Lindsay Lohan's uh, father, on the show, and people saw a different side of him. And, yeah. And that's what we're doing here with you. Ha ha. Showing a different I side. Hope, I hope everyone likes this side of me. Yeah, well, this side is, is the real you. You're not. Yeah. You're not the girl, and I said I said this earlier. You're not the girl that oh you know people thought that a crush on Obama. You're not some some ditzy chick going out there trying to get fame by doing a video. And then there's nothing behind it. You have something yeah. behind it because you're a smart girl. You went to FIT. You learned some stuff. You understand about how you understand how business runs. And marketing is 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 is, uh, is the most important thing with a business, whether it be a business, a storefront, a multi-million dollar or billion dollar company, or even if you're in the modeling and acting uh, business, because again, you are your own brand. You are your own Yes. Right, right. So, so now, totally. so now, Miss okay. Howard Stern. Now you're gonna tell us about this crushing Obama thing. Right. So Ben Lewis shot me an email. He was very vague. You know, I never met him. I didn't know him from Jack or a hole in the wall, however you say it. And uh, he's like, you know, I have this funny project. If you're interested. And I was in Barcelona doing a swimsuit shoot. Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, Barcelona is gorgeous. Um, I and know. I said, you know, thanks, but no thanks, because I'm, I'm out here. And he wrote me back. He's like, well, we're not going to shoot it yet. Well, you know, can you give me a call when you get back? So I said, sure. <clears throat> and I met up with him at a Starbucks in Manhattan. And he had his computer, and he, you know, had me plug in a pair of uh, earphones, and I listened to the song Crushing Obama, and it was already sang by his friend, mm-hmm. uh, Leah Kaufman. And I was like, this song is great. He's like, pretty much, you know, it's just going to shoot this video for YouTube, and you're going to be singing and dancing about this guy. You know who Barack Obama is. And I'm like, yeah, you know, I saw him on Oprah. And, <laughs> and I was like, this is such a fabulous idea. Like, nobody was really talking about this guy that much. Like, we met in May 2007. Right. Not many people were really talking about him. Um... And I said I would do it. And I told a bunch of people afterwards. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to do this funny, like, Saturday Night Live type skit music video, singing and dancing about this guy who's running for president. Mm. <laughs> and people are like, who? What are you doing it about? And I was like, ah, forget it. You know, you'll see it when it comes, you know, when it comes out. So Ben had told me, he's like, yeah, you know, when we shoot it, you, if it, you know, you 
may have to do like one or two interviews about it. I'm like, oh, really? That's cool. Okay. And we shot it a few weeks later. Um, there was no script, really. Uh, ben was ready to film it himself, but he realized he should maybe get a camera guy. So on Craigslist, he found the camera guy two hours before <laughs> our shoot. Um, thank thank God like, for uh, Craigslist, huh? <laughs> yeah, Craigslist, literally two hours before. We found him. We all met again at a Starbucks right by Central Park. We just started having fun, shooting different scenes. I'm, you know, singing and dancing. I'm singing with strangers. People are looking at me funny. I'm on the subway, you know. And people are like, what is this girl talking about? Why is she wearing the shirt with the sky on it? Like, <laughs> you know, we got people involved. We got people involved that were excited about it and people that just want to be on camera. And uh, it literally took six hours. And I, I just remember saying, it was a, it was a hot day. Mm-hmm. And I remember saying, you know, once the video came out and, Whatever, like, I wish I had known it was going to get that big. I would have brushed my hair or something, touched up my makeup throughout the shoot. I didn't do any of that, you know? I was just like, whatever. I had no idea that it was going to be what it became. So, lo and behold, when it came out, um, the morning of it coming out, my house phone rang like it's never rang before. And it was every news station wanting to do an interview about this video. That's funny. And, yeah, I was just completely blown away. I, I got caught up in the moment too, so I can't even tell you what I felt after. Like, I literally remember that morning, and then for so many days and weeks, it's like a complete blur, because I was just non-stop on CNN, on, you know, Fox, everywhere, talking about this video. But it gave you national, uh, well, international yeah. exposure. Yeah. And, and it kind of helped you, well, it got your name out there in a big way. Yeah. And people didn't know. They're like, you know, who put her up to this? Was it the Hillary campaign? Was it Obama's campaign? Like, is she just a crazy lady? Like, you know, like, who did this? That was, like, the biggest thing. And obviously, you know, it's a political satire video. And I'm the actress in it, you know? And I had so much fun doing it, but it, it thrust me into this political world that I was kind of unfamiliar with. So what I got to be involved in and learn in this past two years has been just unbelievable. Like, I never expected to be at, you know, primaries and debates and White House correspondence dinners and the inauguration, like, never in a million years, ever, 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 ever. So it, like, blew me away. It was a complete roller coaster, and I can't even believe this day I'm talking about it, and it was over two years ago that I did it. I just can't, you know? Yeah, no, I, I understand that fully. You know, the other thing is, is that when you when you did this and you got all the exposure, you know, when I, when I saw it, I'm going to give you my thing. When I saw this video, I looked at it, and I mean, I'm looking at it, and I said, "What? I said, what is going on here?" And I'm looking at it, and you know what? What thought came to my mind? What? You go, Obama. Look at this. You got you got a you got a you got a hot chick that loves you. <laughs> <laughs> because people thought, you know, people really thought that this was something that you did and you were serious about him, that you were, like, madly in love with him. Right. That's yeah. what it looked like, for sure, yeah. yeah but, but, <laughs> but is that the truth? I was never madly in love with him, no. Okay. Um, I liked him. I did like him. I thought I thought he was a cool guy, and I, and I, I agreed to do it. Obviously, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have done it. For anyone else, uh, I did it because I thought it was a good, funny, great idea. I thought it was a brilliant idea. 
but I didn't know what it was going to turn into. Wow. But had I known, I still would have done it, though. <laughs> yeah, but, but let me tell you something. Aren't you happy you didn't do it for McCain? <laughs> yeah, that's what I say. I say that all the time. I don't <laughs> think if they asked me to sing and dance about him, that would have been too cool. Well, I think you would have given him a heart attack. <laughs> Probably. Oh, God. <laughs> like, oh, my God. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but you know the thing is, by you doing this, you actually brought a lot of attention to him. Yeah, when the video came out, he was polling at 11%. So, it, 15 million, it has over 15 million views on YouTube, and it was seen over 100 million times. It definitely, definitely brought him attention, but when people are like, well, do you, you know, do you take credit for him getting as far as he did, and then, you know, winning, and I definitely don't take credit, because obviously, he did such a great job on his own. I just like the fact that I was, like, a part of it, you know, a part of the whole campaign, like, by doing this video, like, our video's in history books now, and, oh, yeah. I don't know, it was, it was awesome for me, and I got young kids involved in politics, like, honestly, I got so much fan mail, and comments, and everything, emails from people, of course, there are some nasty ones, but you can't please everybody, but I got so much great feedback, I even got so many friends and family of mine to vote that never voted before, not saying they all voted for Obama, but I got them involved, and that's, to me, it was awesome. I got myself involved. That was awesome. You know? But isn't it amazing? Just one instance, one thing that you did invoke change. Even if in one person, you invoke change. Yeah. Which, which is know. interesting. That's a good feeling. Yeah, it, it is. Because now, I mean, you, you said just some family members got to the polls, they voted, and you connected with the younger generation. And that that and that's a pretty cool thing. Now, did you get to meet President Obama? Never. Never? Yeah, you know why? Why? Because I don't think his wife would let him. <laughs> yeah, that's what everyone says. Yeah. I hear, I hear some stuff about it. Yeah. I, I understand. There's times when I'm like, it's not right, you know? I would have loved to just, even if he just sent me like a little note, I don't even know what it would say. I would have just like something from him. Mm -hmm. And I actually met his chief speechwriter once at a party in Washington, and he's like, yeah, we love your videos, we, well, they're always playing in the office, I'm like, okay, and I'm like, I just wanted a note from him, he's like, yeah, if, if he got one, I'd probably be the one that would write it. <laughs> oh, that's funny. I was like, oh, okay, never mind then. Yeah, but you know, you know, the thing is, I mean, yeah, he's the president now and everything, but, you know, he didn't, you know, even though he got elected, it wasn't so much, you know, on his own, he had a lot of people helping him. You know, so, yeah. but I, I think, you know, for him, he's a, he's a, a modern type of guy, a cool type of guy, so I would think that he, 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 you know, he saw this thing at least 15 million times. He's probably, oh, sure. he's probably 15 million of those 100 million, so. He, he had, when he commented about it, I had to go on the news after his comments and, like, talk about what I felt about his comments, because I think he, he had said about his daughter seeing it and not understanding it, mm -hmm. and, uh. I had a comment when he would comment about it, but I know Michelle at one point had said, if anyone has a crush on my husband, more power to them, but I don't think she likes me. No, I don't think so either. <laughs> There's no reason not to, like I'm not, you know, it's not, nothing like that. Yeah, but it, was, it wasn't a real situation, but sometimes, you know, people get crazy. People oh, and they still are. People still don't even fully know. Yeah, well, you know, but you know Comments, some, I guess. Yeah, well, I, I can imagine. You know, you're getting, you're yeah. getting hate mail and stuff like that. You know, mm -hmm. but th this was, all this was, was a vehicle to get you the exposure, and now you're capitalizing it by uh, pursuing your acting and modeling and things of that, that nature. You know, the, right, but I didn't even do it for exposure. Like, honestly, like, that wasn't even the goal here on my end. I had no idea. 
It was a goof. So I was like blindsided with this one. Mm -hmm. I thought it was just going to be another video. And at the time, YouTube wasn't even that. People weren't going on YouTube all the time. But you like did, they are now. But you did it more as a goof. Like, okay, this seems like it'd be funny. Yeah, this would be fun to put on my resume, I thought to myself. Like, Saturday Night Live sketch. Right. That's exactly how I felt. And I even got to go on Saturday Night Live after it, oh, which is cool. awesome. Well, that's, that's very cool. So very much fun. Cool. But you know the thing is, when you do something like this, and, and you, we, we talked about this at the beginning of the show, that people tend to put you in that little pocket, and they say, okay, well, this is all that you can do. You know, but we're saying, well, on this show, we're letting people know that this is not all you can do. That that you you're you're going to school, you're learning how how to act, you're you're taking this up, you you're 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 doing modeling, you're open to different ideas from independent independent producers and, and so on and so forth. So you're not you're not uh, putting yourself in in the position of just being good for this, you know, for being the bikini chick or being the, the dumb the dumb girlfriend or the slutty girlfriend, that type of thing. Right. Yeah, yeah and I mean, even now I'm um, writing and producing our, my own show on YouTube. Nice. It's called Two Girls, Two Minutes. Okay. And uh, What's that working about? on that, which is a, a great thing. We were um, the same company that does Barely Political and Barely Digital. Mm -hmm. We're partnered with them at their next new network. Okay. And so now me and my best friend, who's my co-host, Kelly Brady, we have a show online. And uh, we started out just doing a radio show on Blog Talk Radio, which I'm sure you've heard of. Yeah. Blog Talk Radio. So we started doing that. And we were getting so much feedback, like, oh, we want to see you guys. We don't want to just hear your voices. <laughs> and me, I love being in front of the camera. So I was like, Kelly, we really just should do a YouTube show. Like, this would be great. Right. So we actually just started. Uh, we're on our seventh show on YouTube, and it's like the number 13 most subscribed channel right now on YouTube. So it's doing really well. Well, that's pretty good. And you know, you know the yeah. thing is, by doing stuff on YouTube, you, you give yourself, you create your own opportunity. Exactly. You know, and you're not, you're not at the mercy of a producer or, or dealing with SAG and all the other stuff. You're, you're getting your webisodes out. People are seeing it. You know, and then maybe a, a network picks it up. Even if they, they, they don't, you know, you're still getting yourself out there, which is going to assist you with other things that you're doing. Yeah, and the great thing is we, um, since we started the radio show back in the day, this is a while ago now, we, I said to Kelly, I'm like, Kelly, we should, like, review a bottle of wine every show, because we love our wine, and I thought it'd be a great idea, maybe we could get some sort of sponsorship mm -hmm. going, so now we've carried that over, and now we do it on our YouTube channel, mm -hmm. so, you know, hopefully, maybe, a you know, a liquor sponsor or a wine sponsor sees it and wants to get their product out there, I mean, our show is a great opportunity to showcase things, because we just pretty much sit there and have girl talk, but yeah. yet it appeals to most guys because we talk about dating and we talk about sex and we talk about, you know, all the stuff guys like to hear as well as girls and we have yeah. fun guests on and then we, we do a live chat every every week for an hour and then we cut down our videos to two minutes. So we'll have videos come out all week long that are all two minutes. So that's why we're two girls, two minutes. Oh, that, that, that's a cool concept. So, you know, you're, you're constantly getting yourself out there, getting stuff out there and people, you know, they don't have to stay on the... Uh, on YouTube for hours to see your show. Yeah, real quick. Wow, that's pretty fun. Cool. And well, where can they where can they find uh, your your uh, your webisodes or your two minutes? Um, just thing. go to YouTube.com/slash/two-girls-two-minutes. Two like the number two girls number two minutes. Two and two, I like that. Yeah, and I you know I I encourage everyone to subscribe because that definitely helps us. The more subscribers we have, the better. And 
send us anything you'd like to send us. Feedback, questions, comments, we all love to hear it. Very cool, very cool. Well, that, that's good. And that, that's what you're working on now. And and basically, uh, you're looking at uh, different um, scripts and everything. You're looking for that right part for you so you can uh, get involved in. And uh, I think that any uh, producers that are listening to the show, you know, uh, why don't you look a little deeper into uh, Amber and, you know, beyond what you see. or the, you Because know, if a producer is looking at you, what they're doing is they're looking at, okay, well, you did the, the Obama thing. But if they were smart, they, they're looking at your marketability. Because by doing that, you reached a large market. So now yeah. you're out there. Well, the good thing is I'm actually, it's kind of a secret, so I can't blow out my secret. But I'm working with some great producers right. in L.A. right now mm -hmm. for some possible show ideas. Nice. Which I'm super, super excited about, but I can't talk about it yet because I don't want to jinx it. No, no, I don't want you to talk about it because then if you yeah. if you talk about it, then I have to cut you off. Yeah. Because <laughs> that'd be screwing yourself. So yeah. <laughs> we, we, we don't want that. We don't want that. We want you to succeed because, uh, you know, anyone that comes on the show, we believe that their future is bright. You know, the established, um, um, I guess, artists that we have on the show, actors, models, whatever, you know, things of that nature, you know, they come on the show tell their story, but we also see greater things for them. You're on the show. Of course, I think that you have a big future in what you do, you know, beyond the modeling with which you're acting. I think that you have, a, you have a big future with that if given the opportunity. Thank you. You're, you're welcome. Yeah, but I, I think that, that what's, these, these opportunities are, are going to come for you. Thank you. Yeah, I just I'm I'm patient, you know. I'm just mm -hmm. waiting for the right thing, like I said. Yeah, well, I think the right thing's gonna come along. I think that uh, it's gonna happen when you least expect it, probably. But it's gonna exactly. happen. Exactly, like the other thing happened. Yeah, it's just gonna something yeah. that's gonna happen. See, when you look for something so much, you want something so badly. Sometimes yeah. it doesn't happen, and we've it does had. Does not happen. Yeah, I mean, look, I I mentioned uh, Lana Taylor earlier. Okay, she's a big Playboy cover model on TV, the whole nine yards. Do you know how it all started for her? How? A friend went for a photo shoot, and she just happened to be there. Mm. And, and the photographer said, well, let me take some pictures. And that's yep. it. That was it. That is. That was that it. Happened. Yeah, so and she, she's uh, due for some really fantastic things in her life. As I know yeah. that for you, same thing with you. You know, And you know what? We should get your mama on the show because I, I find her interesting. She is so interesting, and she has such great stories, and she could tell you all about how she just totally renovated her whole store and yeah. took months, brought it back to how it was in the 1800s. She just did really? all this work in it, yeah. She oh, took wow. out the ceilings and exposed, like, the tin the tin um, walls, and she found, um, I forget what they're called, stable doors or something, oh. hidden behind, you know, plaster walls, like, crazy stuff. Like, oh, wow. You know, and she did it all because she loved to do it. She loves her store. She she did this all for herself. I mean, Hazleton, unfortunately, where her store is, the business is not doing so well. Mm -hmm. um, the downtown area just doesn't have a good shopping. Like, people don't go down there to shop. So right. it's hard. And I'm, I'm doing everything I can to try to help her drum up some business because her store is literally like a treasure, a treasure chest. Mm -hmm. And I know if people, stylists from New York and designers only knew about it, She'd be doing great. I mean, I think she should like 
submit, not submit, but give her clothes, um, you know, rent her clothes out for movies. Like, she has all this great stuff. Oh, well, I, I think your mom, I, well, I think what you're going to wind up doing is tell, telling your mom to come on the UCW radio show. because oh, yeah. Because uh, I'll expose her. For, expose for, my mom. Yeah, but that's good, though, because you know what? And, and you have to work on that website for her because... Uh, well, I am. Actually, I'm not going to take all the credit away from myself. I'm my, one of my best friends working on it now. Unfortunately, she has a full-time job, and she's going to school. So I can only get her like once a week to come over. We try our best to work full -time on Full-time job. She full-time job. She's going to school. Please tell her to do the website already. <laughs> <laughs> do my website already. Oh, but do it already. But that's good. Once you get all that stuff done, and the world, you know, really gets exposed to something like that, because I know the the, the vintage uh, clothing and the antique jewelry, uh, you know, that that arena is big now, and it's getting bigger. Yeah. And she's like in there, so she just she just needs the exposure, you know. But I want to get her on the show really, because I want to hear her story, uh, same way we had you on the show and heard your story. So now, perfect. So I'll it's set it up. Yes, yeah, <laughs> I'm my mom's publicist. Well, then, then there you go, there you go. <laughs> set this up, you know. But now the now the Obama door with you on the UCW radio show is closed. <laughs> yeah, you know, but what we want to do, and and I'm serious about this, because I know your career is gonna climb up as the months and and you go by and as the years go by, and we want to have you back on the show. Perfect, anytime. Yeah, perfect. We want to have you on here, talk about things, and I know the next time you come on the show is gonna be a different animal. You're gonna say, Lou, uh, I did this movie, and I'm working on this project, and I'm doing this, and then all of a sudden, you know. You're gonna have all this fantastic stuff going on, and no one's gonna be beyond your mother, and you know beyond that, the person that's gonna be happiest for you is gonna be me. Oh, that's so great to hear. Thank you. You're, you're <laughs> more than welcome. But Amber, I want to thank you again for coming on the show, and uh, yeah, definitely get get your mom to uh, to get in touch with us. I will for sure. Excellent, excellent. She'll be more than more than happy to do it. Well, that that's good. And you're gonna love her. She's the best. Hey, I love her already. Tell her I love her already, but but not you know. I love her as a person. I'm not trying to pick her up. Let's 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 <laughs> let, let's get that right right now. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'll let my dad know. Yeah. Yeah. Let your dad know because I'm not Howard. I don't do it on that road. That stuff. Yeah. But but anyway, yes. We'll we'll have her on the show and then we'll we'll go through stuff. So uh, yeah. So that's about it for this uh, segment of the UCW radio show. Initiating shutdown sequence. You're listening to UCW Radio in your face. What is your major malfunction? So let it be written. So let it be done. Ladies and gentlemen, my mother thanks you, my father thanks you, my sister thanks you, and I thank you.